Father God, I decree, I declare that the Spirit, Lord God, rests upon me, Lord God, for you anointed me to preach this gospel to the poor. You sent me to heal the broken heart and preach deliverance to those who have captives and recover sight to the blind and preach the step year by Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And Lord, you place in my mouth the words of prosperity for your people to experience your increase. And Father God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for the blessing. And Lord God, I acknowledge you in the midst of this great congregation that this is your ability and it's not mine. And we will receive it for the betterment of our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon. Amen. If you have your Bibles, come on, lift them up high. Repeat after me. Say, this is my Bible. Bible. Say, it is my word of God. And say, it's the living word of God. And say, it brings life to me. Say, I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. And say, my life is better. I down heard. Spoken and practice this word of God. They say, devil, you are too late because we are, come on, y'all, believers. Amen, amen. I want to talk to you again on, about claiming, but I want to talk to you about claiming your inheritance by faith. Amen. You know, you can claim something that rightfully belonged to you, but you didn't claim it correctly. Let's say that, you, you know, you went to the bank, you tried to take some money out, but you couldn't remember your, you know, your, your account number, or you didn't have your ID, or, you know, you just, you know, you forgot something that is necessary for you to claim something. Amen. I'm going to tell you, you're going to get cold in here in a minute. I'm going to tell you, it's going to get cold. So you might want to make your, you know, if you ever make your adjustments. I know this building like, like whatever. It's going to get cold in a minute. Amen. So whoever, whatever, you know, you want to set that thermostat just right, you know, you want to just bring it up or not, because I don't want y'all running back and forth. I'm going to need you to hear what I have to say about you being uncomfortable, being cold, all right? You know I'm half African, half Asian, and half Indian, all that stuff, half, you know, Negro and all that stuff. So we want to make sure the temperature is right, amen. So um, you have to claim correctly, properly. You got to claim it the right way, amen. And there's a lot of things that we are just doing to say, okay, we did it, but we didn't do it correctly. And we ask, we think something wrong with God, and God says there's nothing wrong with him. It's something that we have to do. And the more that you spend time with the Holy Spirit, and the more that you engage in his word, somebody said the more. The more. See, there's some things you have to do until. Somebody say until. until. So you got to keep reading the word until you believe it. You got to keep praying it, watch it, until you receive See, so I prayed, but did you do it until the necessary part for you to have the experience come aboard? Well, I, you know, I came to church. Okay, well, you got to keep on coming to church until you be a believer. Amen. That's some things we have to continue to do until. It's so important that we understand these dynamics of strategies and things we have to do and so we won't think that, okay, God, I did such and such. Why are you not doing what you said? And like we said last Wednesday or Sunday, one of the days last week, we said, all the way you have the right to doubt, if you wake up and the sun is not shining, that's the only way you have the right to doubt. That's the only way you have the right to doubt if you wake up one morning and the sun is not shining. Did the sun shine this morning? Well, you have no right to doubt because God is faithful to his word. And it takes work to believe God because you've got to work out of your unbelief to work into belief. And if you're so engulfed about work and engulfed about, 
you know, your daily routines, you're not going to enter into that place called rest. Amen. So Galatians chapter 4, we're going to talk about claiming our heritage through and by faith. Everything we receive by, from God is going to be because we believe. And it's going to be by faith. Take your name somebody to be by faith. Amen. Now, I'm going to need by faith or either somebody's glasses this morning because I, I don't know where I left mine's at. And um, his thing look kind of thick there. What's, let me see him. No, no, his come with a peppermint stick and a, and a dog. I don't want his. I ain't barely see none. Now, let me see. <laughs> no. <laughs> I could just float on out here with those. Let's see. And this match my outfit. How'd that look? Oh, no, what's wrong with y'all this day? All right, it's going to be all right. Let me step back. <laughs> you say, Pastor, well, you had your glasses. You're going to have to do all this. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Amen. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Okay, the book of Galatians, chapter 4. I feel like the whisper would say, float, float on, amen. He said, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, he's no different from a servant, though he be what? He be Lord of all, amen. He said, well, he is under tutors and governors until the time appointed, somebody say until. He said, until the time appointed of the fathers, and he's talking about even we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Now, and something just stuck out to me. He said, when we are children or immature, we are subject to how the world is governed. Amen. And, and one thing, I, I, we have to realize this now. As long as we've been coming to church, the world should not be governing our lives. We don't have to live under the elements, the rules, the, the rudiments, or the judgments, or the strategies of the world. Amen. But it's always going to be that way if, you, if we conduct ourselves like a child. Now, a child don't mean like, okay, you know, I just, you know, pout every now and then, you know, I want my way. That's not any time. You're talking about you just not grow up in the grace, taking our responsible place in the faith of God. Amen. See, you can't, I can add my faith to yours, but if you have no faith for me to add to, then I'm just standing there by myself. Amen. And faithfulness and using faith is our own personal responsibility. I can stand up here, I can preach all day long to an individual, but if you don't take the, the private, personal time yourself to get into the Word of God, you're not going to understand practically what I'm talking about. Amen. It's something that we have to do to grow up into this, 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 this adulthood in Christ so we can receive what belongs to us. You know, a child wants everything. You know, they can sit on your lap, they want to drive, but they ain't going nowhere. You know they're not going nowhere. Amen. See, there's things they pretend that they are doing, they would like to do, and they can whine about it, but it's just not going to happen because they are under the elements and the rudiments of another system, under another control, if they don't mature, if they don't grow up. Amen. It is my responsibility for my own personal life to seek God in the morning. It is my personal responsibility, watch it now, to read the Word of God. It is my personal responsibility when doubt or frustration come my way to contend with it by the grace of God, with the grace of God and his covenant that he sworn through his father, to our forefathers through Jesus Christ, we ratified and made it firm. Amen? That's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to believe when I pray. It's my responsibility to believe that I have those things. That I, that's my responsibility. Yeah, yeah. And so if it's my responsibility, then you have your own responsibility. Oh, yeah. See, where you sit right now, it's not called a magic seat. Just because you're here, you came to church, God is obligated to make it happen. This is another introduction for you to go to the next level to experience the wonders of God that he has in store for you. And oh, he want to give it to you so bad. He had to. He, God so loved us. Somebody say, so loved us. Love. He gave his only begotten son. 
And he keep telling them, he said, why do you want to keep living like this? Why do you want to live like, he said, simpletons. You know, just live like the person who just, you know, you know, they work nine to five to get a check. Then they, you know, they got to hustle. They got to fast in between to the next check come and et cetera, et cetera. Or you got $10,000 in the bank. You thank you, Rockefeller. Come on, talk to me now. All it takes is one election to take that money right away from you. That's all it takes. And see, you, you, you're looking at money. You're looking at other things. God said, listen, you understand, if that could save you, he wouldn't have sent his son. Amen. If you can make it by your own efforts and by the place where you work or your retirement, whatever, he said, I don't need to send my son. I sent, he sent his son to cover every area of our lives so we don't have to be ruled and governed by the dictation of this world. Amen. So he says, I said, as long as the heir, somebody say heir. He said, now he have all full rights to something, but he can't get his hands on it. To, to use it on a daily basis because of his level of maturity. Amen. So we have to grow up. I mean, we, and we have to grow up in loving people. Amen. Not, not just accepting anything that people bring our way, but in the conditions, still love them and not compromise them, but go to the next level. Some of us are failing today because we, we, we love people, watch this now, the wrong way and say we're loving God. We're putting people before God. And sometimes God will tell you to put some people on the back burner so he can be in his rightful place. See, God ain't concerned about you who played on the, on, in, the, in the playground on the seesaw. He ain't looking at all that because that can mess up your inheritance. <laughs> okay, let me get back over here. <laughs> okay, let, 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 I don't have time. For all that. Y'all sure these glasses look right on me? It's okay. Thank you. I, thank you. I appreciate that. I got to be concerned about how I look, man. I see some people, I say they need to look in the mirror before they come out the side, outside forever. Amen? Now, because we have the spirit of his son, we are heir of God through Christ. Now, I'm of, of us here today, we have the spirit of his son. We are heir. And, and things so powerful, you understand, the Holy Ghost lives right on the inside of us. Isn't that amazing? And the Holy Ghost is not weird. The Holy Ghost is not weird. People are weird. And people do weird things and say, that was the Holy Ghost. That wasn't the Holy Ghost. Amen. We blame everything on the Holy Ghost that's weird, but it's us. Amen. The Holy Ghost is the most intelligent being, spirit there is. He's powerful. Amen. He's not ridiculous. And watch this now. And he's gentle, and he's a gentleman. And he called himself a he. Are you understand what I'm saying? And so it's so important for us to understand, if God didn't love us, why did he give us his, us his spirit? And his spirit is residing on the inside of you right now, whether you acknowledge it or not. But you can benefit from it if you acknowledge him. Uh, every good thing that's on the inside, you have to acknowledge him that you got all wealth, all wisdom, all the understanding of God on the inside of you right now. And watch it. You don't have to explain it to nobody. You just have to receive it. Somebody said, well, explain it to me. Just watch my life. Watch the manifestation. Watch what I can do, what you can't do. Watch what you talk about, what I walk about. <laughs> See, that's the Holy Ghost. Let me, let me, let me. Jeez, I tell you. He's my best friend. Amen. Look at this now. So watch. Let's get the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 8.
And we're going to rest our attention here on verse 18. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and 18. They say one out of every three people are weird. One out of three. Every three is weird. Now I want you to look to the person on, the one person on your left. Go ahead and look at the one person on your left. Okay, look at the one person on your right. Now if they're not weird, you know what the weird one is, all right? <laughs> there was one out of three, all right? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Verse 18, he said, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he. Somebody say, it's he. he. He that giveth thee what power and ability to what? To get wealth. He didn't say wealth is going to come to you. He said you're gonna got, you have to get it. That he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is, what? This day. But what we have to look at, God said, I give you power to get wealth. Amen. To, to get well, watch this, that he may establish who covenant. So God said, this is what I want to do for you. So when people say, well, why are you driving this? Why you, why you believe in God for your family to be wonderful? Why you you believe in God for big things? He said, it was my idea. It was God's idea. Right. Amen. See, some people think, well, they got problems with preachers or, or Christians and prosperity. Prosperity doesn't have nothing to do with a thing. It's the way that you take to get something. That's all it is. Amen. Now, you can have an a, a 8,000 square foot house, but if you're selling drugs to get the house, then you didn't prosper to get it. But if you tied, you sold, you helped the poor, and you started an established business, then watch it. You prosper. You took the right way, God's way, to get it. Now, watch that. Nobody has problems with Jay-Z or Beyonce having jet, golf springs, and multiple homes and, and, and company. They don't have a no problem with that. But are they a human being? Are you a human being? So what's the problem with us having it? The problem is they don't want you to have it God's way. Because it made God prosperous. It made God, it made God popular. Amen. It makes him popular. It makes him famous. Amen. See, the whole thing is devilish. The devil don't want God to get the glory. He don't mind Hollywood getting the glory. Or a record label getting the glory. He just don't want God to get the glory. But I believe I'm sitting here, standing here, talking to a people who is ready to give God the glory. Amen. We're going to do it prosperously God's way. Amen. Glory be unto God. So he's given us power. And I'm going to tell you, some of you got ideas. You got giftings already. And God said, I already commanded the wealth of the wicked to eventually find his ways into your hands. But that's through service. That's through business. It's not about you running to the mailbox. Amen. You provide a service. God will make sure the wealth of the wicked will patronize your service. So you got to understand this. God don't want to raise no lazy people. We just sit around and, and praise God on our way to the mailbox and ain't he good and all this stuff. We got to understand, listen, we got to labor. Amen. We got to do something. And God has given each and every one of us something to do. It may not seem big like, you know, a uh, cure, cure to cancer or, you know, uh, you know uh, some type of innovation, but that little small thing that you have. Some of you probably don't have no but a job. 
And God said, what I want you to do is put, put a little oil in it and sell it. Ain't nobody going to buy no oil. He said, he's going to buy it. I'm a stimulator. Right. Well, ain't nobody going to buy my bobby pins or my, my paper clips. God said, but you buy them, don't you? Don't you buy paper clips? Why you don't think somebody else is going to buy a paper clip? But God is giving you an idea. That little small thing, that first one thing he's giving you, he will stimulate the wealth of the wicked to come into your hand. But we want to use all that energy going towards work. There's nothing wrong with that, but he don't want that to be forever. Because what work will do, work will work you until you're too tired to work anymore. It'll take up all your time, and then you're too tired and too rusty to do anything. And God said, you work for me? He said, I'll renew your strength like the eagle. And your youth will always be strong, and you will always walk in prosperity. And I'm going to tell you something. You know what he says in the book of Colossians chapter 3? He talked about and serve the Lord Jesus for, you know, talk about your inheritance. I learned this. When you grab a hold of your, her- your inheritance, you are available for service and command. Yeah. Amen. When you grab a hold of your inheritance, you are now able to serve and to command. Somebody say, I'm ready to serve and command. And you understand, so there are some things that God wants you to do. But you're not, you're not holding on to your inheritance. You hold on to a paycheck. That's why you can't do it. Y'all going to get mad at me in a minute, but it's going to be all right. We're going to pray one for another, henceforth and forevermore. Amen? But I, I, I would like to do it, but I got to go to work. There's nothing wrong with that. Not unless you do it for, until you retire. So you got to, while you at work, you got to work your way out of work into his work. Not unless his work is where you work. And God, watch that he will use you at the place of work, but he wants to make sure that he has you to be available. Because watch this now, we are living in a time where this is the greatest harvest ever. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. You just can't pray. You got to work. We got the labor. We thought we have, you know, we have now that we come in on, you know, first, whatever, Saturday, second and fourth Saturday, come in for prayer. You know, don't, don't say, wait, you, you can't do it. You better come on in here and pray. I said, you better come up in here and pray. I ain't scared of you come 10 feet away from you. Amen. I can run right out of that door. Amen. You come in here and pray, I guarantee things will get better for your life. But things don't, not going to get better because you wish for them to be better. You got to work towards it. It's something you have to do for God to make yourself available to receive inheritance working for you so your whole entire family can experience the blessing of God. Amen? All right, look at this now. When I say better, you know, better be here. I was just talking about, you know, better like, you know, you'll be better if you be here. All right? Some of you look at me like mighty hard. Amen. Good thing this got wheels on it. I can go, I can take this with me when I go. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's look at Romans chapter 4. The book of Romans chapter 4. Because, see, anytime God sets something in motion through an announcement, it's for your betterment. Well, I don't know if I got time to do that. I don't know if I'm, I'm available. That's so inconvenient. You got to understand, well, you ain't got time for a manifested prayer. Because, see, prayer is, is, prayer is not just you talking to God according to scripture and then say amen, hallelujah, because the way you take has everything to do with prayer. You live a, to live a life of prayer 
means I'm serving towards that capacity of what I'm praying for. Amen. You just can't pray and walk away and do nothing because you want to go to a cookout. Or because you want to, you know, you want to hang out, you want to do something. No, you just can't, listen to me, you just cannot pray and just walk away. you got to get involved. you got to participate. And the reason why I'm speaking to you on this magnitude is because we're leaving too much on the table. Well, I don't have a ride. Well, how many cars, people, have we got to drive? Amen. We even got Uber out here. Amen. We can ride with Uber. Amen. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of ways for it to get, but watch it now. But if you, if your car break down, and it's, nine, it's 8 o'clock, you got to be to work at 9, you call everybody for a ride. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. You follow me? See, you got to understand, what, what's most important? Because, see, you can go to a job, and you can go to a job, but once you get there, find an altar there. And, and lay on that altar by your supervisor, I need you to bless my household. My children going through something. But see, that's why you, you do all your work, and you think that they are responsible for making your life happy. No, they are not. Only God is responsible for making your life happy. And the more you serve them under the capacity of being an heir, your life will get better, even though it may not look like it's good, but on the inside you know it's all good, going to work out for your good, because he take care of those who serve. Amen. Amen. See, we, see, you got to say, we, we got to get the base. We just can't do this little part, so I want to do that part. We got to do all of it. Amen. Because it's a new what, way of living. Amen. It's a new way of living. And we have all the tools that we have to need to do this ministry to train us so we become proficient in this new life. Amen. Because I know right now, if you, some of you don't get a manifested prayer, you're gonna, it's going to drive you crazy. You need God to do something right now. And God said, I've already done all things for you. Now I'll give you all things pertaining to life and godliness. Come on, talk to me now. He said, I just need you to participate from here. Because we got, we got they're getting ready for, this world is getting ready to make your life worse. We got to, see, every time a lecture coming up, that means it's going to be a shift in society. And it got everything to do with you, your household, how much money you make, what type of uh, medication, what type of protection. All that got to do with those elections. You just can't sit there and ignore that. You got to live under a better government. If you live under a government, you got to know how to act like a citizen. A citizen of the kingdom of God. Amen. We all right? Ooh, boy. I'm scaring myself right now. <laughs> no, but, you know, we got, I look at stuff, I say, no, uh-uh. I got to do better. I got to position myself. I was talking to a young lady in Lowe's, and um, uh, we was getting, or I was getting some, you know, I've always wanted out running errands. I don't know why, but I ain't going to say nothing, but we got a couple of cars. Well, I'm going to yeah, let's get back. <laughs> so I talked to her. I said, um, and she couldn't, I gave her a $50 bill, and the machine couldn't take it, you know, because trying to authenticate whether it's make sure it was, you know, you know counterfeit. I said, it doesn't matter. I said, because it's all counterfeit in the house. <laughs> Ain't none of it real. <laughs> you know, she just took it, put it in the drawer. Because the government print money, why you can't print it? <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> they, they still printing, right? But why you can't print it? Because they, the, they have the power to counterfeit. And then get the counterfeit money to you and say, you can't re- re- duplicate it because we don't have power to execute counterfeits. <laughs> so I talked to her. I said, um. How's your financial future? How's your financial future? 
Are you getting ready? Are you saving? Are you investing? Because I want you to understand, it's going to change. It's going to change rapidly. One day you're going to wake up and everything's going to change. You can't even buy a hot dog the way you used to buy a hot dog. You can't even get a Slurpee the way you used to get a Slurpee. It's going to change right there in front of your eye. But while you're sleeping and doing your same old, same old, they are establishing a new way, a, a system, how you're going to abide as a citizen in, in these United States. But if you build yourself up on this and read the book of Solomon and read Proverbs and read Haggai and read Galatians and, and Ephesians and listen to the messages, you'll be prepared. You know exactly what to do and how to do it. Amen. Because you might be paying $1,000 for whatever mortgage. One morning you go wake up, it might be $10,000, then all your money gone. Because they're after your money. Because they understand we have your money, we have control of your emotions and your next decision, the next step that you take. Is this all right if I appreciate it this way? Because this is so important. We have to wake up, church, and the Holy Spirit is there to help us. Amen. You know, I was doing some new investments, and I said, well, you know, I'm doing trade and everything. I said, well, and Lord said, why you keep doing trade like everybody else is doing trade? So I started, I got into a new business with um, one of the, um, the guys from the Shark Tank. And I got my package, and I'm ready to go. I'm not going to be investing like everybody else invests. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, there's a whole arena out there, out there right now, for you, Washington, to experience financial increase like never before in Washington, if you're still living by check, Washington, you could be checking out of here pretty soon. <laughs> you'll be checking out. When I say check, I ain't talking about dying. I'm talking about you be checking out. You could be broke. You got to know how to take that money and, and by the Holy Spirit to reinvest. That's what Solomon talks about this. That's what the books talk about it. If you're frustrated on your job right now, that's a sign you need to do something different. And you need to do it right now. Amen, somebody. Go to, go to the, I ain't going to finish the message. I can see that right now. You, you go to the store and buy some potato chips. And they give you 20, 15% of chips. Come on, talk to me now. 85% of air. But the price went up. So you, you, you spend the same, look, you got the same product, less product, more money. I mean, I be, I be, I be, Sammy Davis Jr., I go somewhere and buy, pay $2 for a bag of chips. But they know you're going to pay for it. Why? Because it's a demand. Yeah. Yeah. And you still got the munches after you eat that bag. You, you know how you hold the bag up and you, you hit it like, ain't no more in there. <laughs> There's no more in there. <laughs> Trying to eat chips by faith. You can't do that, man. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Man. This is Romans 4. Look at the book of Romans, chapter 4. That got me going everywhere except where I want to go. Amen. Verse 13 said, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham to the seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Somebody said through the righteousness of faith. Now, what I, what I want us to see here. Okay, great. Now, he says that for if they, 14, there were, which are of the law, be heirs, Faith is made void, and the promise made a none effect. Because the law worketh wrath, and where there's no law, there's no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith, somebody says of faith, that it might be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but that which was also of the faith of Abraham, whose father of us all. Amen. 
But what I want us to do, I want us to back up just a little bit, and I want us to look here at verse um, 9. He says, Come at this blessedness then upon the circumcision only or upon the uncircumcision only. For we say that the faith, that faith was reckoned. Somebody said it was reckoned. It was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. That faith was counted for righteousness to Abraham. It was counted. Faith. Somebody said faith. And faith is this, I employ all of my being of believing into what God said, what he's going to do for me. Okay? Now, he says over here in verse um, 11, he said, And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of righteousness of the faith, which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that what? Believe. Though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed or counted unto them also. Now, this is what I want to get to. Verse 12, and the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of what? Now, what word I want to pull out is that faith. You see that? Not just faith, but that faith. See, I, you, can tell me to, you can tell me to walk like, you know, um, uh, you can tell me to walk like Chris. Okay? That means you want me to walk like that. See, you think, see, faith is not, you can just do it the way you want to do it. See, if, we, if we're going to claim the inheritance and the blessing of Abraham, we got to walk in that like he did in that. So he says in, in that of the, uh, let's look at this then. He says that of the steps of that faith, of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. So we got to see how Abraham walked. And when he walked, we're going to copy that. Amen. Y'all understand what I'm saying? We got to copy that. Somebody, I like that. Copy that. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I got to get my jokes in there sometimes. You know, I got to do that. Look at it now. Now, in verse 17, he says, It's written, I have made thee the father of men and nations before him who... He believed, even God, who quickened the dead and called those things to be not as what though they were. Now, watch what also Abraham did. Even when he was against all hopelessness, he did that. <laughs> he hoped against what? Hope. You see that? See, that's what we need to do. Those are the steps he's talking about. He said, when, when a hopeless situation comes, he said, don't, don't cry, don't murmur, don't complain. He said, don't do that. It's too many things we do, and God said, I want you to do this. He said, he said, when you need money, he said, do that. He said, when you make a mistake and, and sin, he said, do that. Which you know is this, but it's that. Amen. Don't just don't do anything, but do what I tell you to do. The reason why your faith is so jacked up, because you got it on this instead of that. Your faith is already, watch that, ordained to manifest in that, not this. And we're doing too much of this and not enough of that. I know you don't like me this morning. Go be all right in a minute. Go be all right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying to bring us to our inheritance. I'm being like Moses right now. There's a promised land out there flowing with milk and honey, and God said, do that. Stop doing this. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, do that. 
Now watch this now. He says that, watch this now, in verse 19, and being that weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, yet the dead is a Sarah womb. And God said, listen, he said, I don't care what your birth certificate says. He said, don't participate with the date. Don't participate with the aches in your elbow. Don't participate with the aches in your knees or your joints. He said, don't participate with that. He said, because, look, I got a better promise. I, said, I can see my covenant. What you inherit has everything to do with your health. So how are you going to believe the doctor over Jesus who created the doctor? How are we going to give all of our faith to this instead of that? And faith, Abraham considered not that he was that old. He even considered not even the deadness of, the, of his, his wife bearing womb. He said, I'm not even going to look at this. I'm going to look at it like that. Come on, y'all got to catch it. I'm about to pass out up here. See, there's too many things you are considering instead of looking at the one thing to change all the things that you, the other considerations. Amen. And he's telling us to do it like this. He says this in verse um, 20. He says, he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Right? He staggered not. Now, watch now. When you're talking about staggering, so tell your neighbor, say, don't stagger. Amen. You got to have some moves like Jagger. You can't, can't be staggering. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Look at this now. He staggered not at the promises of God. He means that he didn't separate himself from, from it by wavering mentally. When you feel yourself dripping off mentally, you got to get back over to that. Watch this now. God doesn't come down and have pity parties with you. Because you're going through something. It don't even make sense. Why would he come down and have a pity party with you when he said, I re- your breakthrough is over here? Now, you understand what I'm saying? He said, you're healing this right here. But God, don't you care? He said, I sent my son to die if I give you the Holy Ghost. I give you angels. Oh, what's wrong with you? See, that, 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 that thing that you've been focusing on, don't mess your faith up. You think God don't care? God cares extremely. He cares so much that he took care of all of it. He said, I care so much, you can take your cares and cast it on me. Yeah. Amen. But you're not going to sit down with you and say, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Come on, go get you some popcorn and some ice cream. He said, no. He said, gird up yourself like a man, like you got some faith in you, yeah. like you got a God who can deliver. Yeah. Sitting there crying and using all up the Kleenex in the box and everything. He said, gird, get yourself together. He said, because nothing's going to change until you believe that I am God. And then I already take care of all things for you. Dominion power cannot create sons. They can't do it. Matter of fact, they just use the name dominion power. They don't have the power for dominion. They don't have it. But God is giving it to you and I. Amen. Don't let life condition you under its conditions. Amen. He says this. He said, he staggered out the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. He kept on giving glory to God. He said, God, you got this. You're going to take care of this. You're going to do this. Watch this. And as he did all of that, you see that? You see what he did? He did that. Somebody say he did that. And when he did that, he became fully persuaded. See, watch it now. God knows when you're not fully persuaded. He said, but this is how you get there. 
He said, if you do this, you come to a place of full persuasion. But you can't say, I just, I just not, I don't know why I'm not persuaded, because you're not doing that what will produce fully persuasion. Said that what he had promised, he's also able to perform. But look at that. Look at what Abraham was up against. Look at all he was up against. He was up a, a whole lot, and God said, I'm going to leave you his steps. I'm going to leave you his steps. That's why the Bible said the steps of a righteous man, they are what? They're ordered. You can't just walk anyway. It's already ordered. You want healing, prosperity, those steps have already been ordered. The problem is that you keep putting on shoes that you like, but they don't fit. Have you ever seen a, a nice pair of shoes on a showcase? You say, I want to try that on in a size 8, something like that. And he bring the shoe to you, and when he bring that shoe to you, it don't look like the shoe that is up on the showcase. Why does it look like that? Why this one all warped up and... Kind of crooked, because too many people have stepped in it already. So you stepping in something that don't even work. But it looks good, but it ain't going to work once you step in it, because God didn't order that for you. Amen. Listen to me very carefully now. We got to walk circumspectly. God Almighty. All right. Let's, let's look at this now. Where are we? Okay. We're still in Romans, right? He said, and being fully persuaded that he had what he had promised, he's also able to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now, was not, now it was not written for his sake alone, but it was imputed for us, for, oh, excuse me, that it was imputed to him, but for us also. But I say for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe. On him that raised up Jesus, our Lord, from the dead. Now watch that. He's talking about who, did, uh, who delivered for our offenses and raised him up for our justification. But notice how he flipped all of that and then went, went to Jesus. Because you can't separate Jesus from Abraham. Because they work in the same, same arena. Amen. And Abraham, watch this now. Abraham didn't have a Christ to believe in that was resurrected. God just gave him a sample. He said, this is close I can get to you now through this display. Offer up your son. <laughs> he said, watch this now. And I, as I see you offering it up, I'm going to stop you. Then, I'm gonna, I'm, then you can see that I have prepared myself a lamb. Yeah. Yeah. But Jesus was not there for Abraham. God just gave Abraham a promise that he would send Jesus and offer him up. He just had Abraham to walk it out. But now we got Jesus. We got the full package, y'all. And God said, if I did that for Abraham before Jesus came, what can I withhold from you? He said, I can't withhold from you. He said, he said, I'm, he said, I'm, going, God said I'm going God up here. I'm trying to get something to you. And you got the full package. You got even more what Abraham had. But look at all that Abraham had. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, he got to want us to have this on this revelation he put up here. It's something he wants you to have. He didn't want you to say, oh, I got an awesome pastor. He wants you to say, I got an awesome God. I got an awesome covenant. Boy, I got an awesome inheritance. Amen. Because me preaching to you ain't no different than him preaching to me because we all in the same thing together. Are you understand what I'm saying? So don't be looking at me. 
set your attention on him. Set your affection and your attention on him. I'm telling you right now, y'all. Look at this now. So, oh, man, I, I, let's, let's, we got a little more time. Look at this. Okay. Now, let, let's go over here to the book Ephesians chapter 1 right quick. The book of Ephesians. Verse 11, he said, in whom also we have attained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trust after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after ye believed, you were what? You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ain't that something? Man, that's powerful. We, we are, right now, you are, you and I are now sealed. Sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He's right now inside of God, took a, a divine Ziploc bag, zip, zipped it up, sealed it. He's with us forever. We sealed with the Holy Spirit. Not just only sealed, us, have also stamped by him as well. Claimed by him as well. Okay, all right, all right. Now, look at this now. I get too excited up here, man. I'm looking at everything at one time. What, what verse am I? Somebody tell me where am I? 13, thank you. I'm in chapter 2. Good Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. That's all good. He says that, verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession until the praise of the glory. Now, now, um, now Sister Angela, help me out just right this now. What, what does a, in the real estate, what does our earnest mean? Deposit. It means to claim. And also it means to take what? Off the market. <laughs> when you go to buy a house, you say, I want that house. They say, we got to put down 500 earnest money. Well, why got to do that for? Because you got to take it off the market so nobody else can have it. Yeah. Amen. You're claiming it. Amen. Now watch it now. The Holy Spirit is the first down payment. He's the first installment. The earnest to claim that you belong to God and you are heir of God and a joint heir of Christ. So you are off the market for sickness, death, poverty, lack, disease. You off the market. He took you off the market. The day you got saved, he took you off the market and said, this is God's property and God has all rights. To bless him the way he covered it. Amen. Y'all, you understand what I'm saying? Took him off the, we off the market. So you can't keep putting a for sale sign on your life. You sold. You've been bought. You've been purchased. Watch this now. He says, listen, this is just, watch it. He said, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, this is about to blow my mind. He just gave me a foretaste of your inheritance. That's what he actually said. He's just giving you a foretaste of your inheritance. Now, all that Abraham had and all that Solomon had and all that you have combined with that in the covenant, God said, there's just a foretaste. That's why he said the blessing is so powerful. The power, the, the, the ability of the blessing is to take you and to take you over. It's to run your life, not to ruin your life. Ain't that something? That's the, that's the p- potential of the blessing. 
to it, it will block, it will guard you, it will protect you from anything to try to harm you because you've already been taken. And watch it, and taken over. You can't help for good stuff keep happening. Well, that ain't me because I look so good because you're so pretty. That's the blessing is doing that. Why stuff reduce when you show up? Because the blessing is there. Why stuff get free when you show up? Because the blessing is there. Amen. Now, I, I'm going I'm to shout. I'm going to mess around with Keyshawn a little bit. Went to her um, little thing she had. Not little thing. Homewarming service. service we call, I call it service. Amen. And you look at. I'm sorry. I just got to do it. <laughs> I'm there now. I can't go back. Amen. Come this far. Can't leave you. Amen. The appliances that that lady left in the house for that lady, for that girl. Mm-hmm. The appliances. I said, my God, look at that. Ain't that something? I mean, left some nice appliances. I mean, good appliances. And Sister Angela know that every house sold, they don't always leave appliances. Un- unless they incorporated in the price of the house. That's still a blessing as well. When somebody said, I want to give you this, I want to give you that, it's not because you're so cute and so darling looking, it's because God has blessed you, he has taken you, and is taking you over. You know what I said? I said, because everybody in that ministry experienced increase. And prosperity. And then I, I, I bought Sister Tamara. I said, now she got a lot of land. And she got this, she got people, people trying to rub up on our members. Amen. Oh, no, you just come on church and hear this word. Amen. Because in this house, you're going to prosper. Either you're going to prosper or you're going to see somebody else prosper. One or the other. But we're going to prosper. And we all can prosper together. To the point we ain't hating on nobody. Ain't no need to get jealous when all things are already out. You know those, those um, Rolls Royce they driving out there? That white one, that's yours. That's the one you like, don't it? I got to get something fit in my butt. There is no budget. Show me where the word blessing says you get to have this much, this much. No, no, we do use wisdom, but it gets to a place that it just gets wild on your life. Those cars were created for you and I. Now, you can have a Ford all you want to, but get your Bentley too. Just, you ain't got to drive it. Just get one. Hey man, you ain't got to drive it, just have one. I don't want one. Live, I know you can live in one house at a time, but get some more. Why? Just to prove that he's faithful. Just to give him glory. Hey man, you come to my house, you hear all these noise. What do you know? They call animals, the livestock. Hey Amen. Have me some, I don't want no pigs, but they stink too much. Um, some horses and some camels. Can we have camels in Virginia? Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's just to glorify God. Amen. You got to get that Abraham mentality. Amen. Okay, let, let's move on here. Wow, man, this is too much. Okay, Hebrews, Ephesians, you pick one. Amen. <laughs> man, I'm telling you, I'm through up here right now. I'm telling you, I, I might have to turn this over to somebody else. Because um, I'm, I'm going to tell you, the, the, the power of God is all on me right now. I'm just like, I don't know what he's doing to me. Hebrews 6. Let's look at this. Good God Almighty, I tell you. It takes care of all your worries. All your worries. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I see some people's houses going to be paid off. You don't have to do no refinance. 
I just hit something for somebody. You don't have to refine it. God's already taken care of that. When Abraham became the father of faith, he had to stop being who he was. You follow me? That's why God changed his name, changed his identity. And he became the father of faith. So God had to detox him from a certain way of living, believing, and receiving. And he became. And we have to understand God has to literally strip us from a certain way of living, believing, receiving, and obtaining. Because watch, if you want God to receive the blessing of God, he got to do it only because nobody else can bless you but him. Amen. Now, we are extensions to bless other people, but the essence, the origin, the blessing itself come from God. Amen. So in order for us to become, we got to stop being who we are now. Amen. You can't get married, be single at the same time. Some people say, well, why not? Because you can't. <laughs> well, I feel like we well, still can't. You can't be a dog and a cat. <laughs> Hebrews 6.12. Because, no, stop. stop. 12, verse 12. <laughs> he says, that ye be not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience they inherit the promise. He said, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, surely, blessing. Now, this is what God said. God said, surely, blessing, I will bless thee, and multiply, I will multiply thee. So after he patiently, what, endured. He had to go through something to get through something. He had to be stripped from something to wear something new. Amen. You just can't put, you know, uh, what you call that stuff when you put on um, hardware floor, that poly, what it's called, polyurethane? You just can't put it on top of the other polyurethane. You got to strip it. Amen. You got to knock the shine off. You got to get it down to even contour, then put the new stuff on. Amen. He says that men verily swear by the greater and an oath for confirmation is the end of all debate. So God said we shouldn't be debating or, or guessing if I tired, if I forgive, if, it's going, if the, the windows of heaven will be open or would that person hurt me again. He said, the debate is over. When God willing more abundantly, watch this now. This, this, is, the part, see, this is the part that gets me. God willingly and more abundantly to do what? To show unto the heirs of promise that he cannot change his counsel. He could say, I ain't got, I ain't got proof unto you. I'm God. Take it or leave it. But you know what the Bible said? He went way out of way. Did so many other things. Willingly, watch this now, willing more. You see that? He's, he's willing to do this. and He willingly and more abundantly to show unto us the heirs. And God keeps showing us. He keeps showing us. He said, why? Because I want you to have it. Amen. He wants us to enjoy. He wants us to live it and give him thanks and, and glory for having it. Yeah. Amen. But he's willingly more abundantly to show us. He said, I'll give you revelation upon revelation. I'll give you this upon this. I'll give you t- all these things you can have and, and go to the next level. He said, what else can I do? 
how he has gone out of his way. I ain't say gone out of his way because he's everywhere, but you understand what I'm saying. You know, some people say, well, you know, just take it or leave it. God said, but I don't want you to leave it. I want you to take it. So in other words, God said, I'm, in some ways, he said, I'm begging you to let me bless you. He said, I, I love you so much. I just want to make your life better. He said, come on, give me, he said, come on, give, give me a shot. When he already had the power to create somebody who looked just like us. Ain't that something? He already had the power to make somebody, create somebody look just like him. He said, but I created you and I want you to have it. He said, I'm going all these different ways. And he said, because Buddha won't do it like this. Hindu won't do it like this. He said, but I'm telling you, I'm willing more abundantly to show you that I want you to have this life and have it more abundantly. Yeah. To the point that he tags it now on Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus was the forerunner. You got to understand, you got to look at every word and definition when you read the word of God. You just can't say he was just a forerunner. What did he do? When Jesus went in between the veil, a forerunner announces what's coming and who's coming? And for what reason? <laughs> Ain't that something? That's what a forerunner does. He announces what's coming, who's coming, for what reason. And Jesus, when he died, he entered to glory. He announced. He announced all our names. He announced that we all are coming. And he announced for what reason? Y'all ain't, I don't think y'all get what I'm saying. You, I, you getting me angry right now because you said like, He died for us. He whipped the devil for us. He led captivity, capped it for us. He ascended up into the heavens. He entered to the veil and said, all the way, all of our names, he said, they are coming. Get ready. All of them coming, and they're coming for this reason. And now everything that is mine, it is theirs. They have all equal rights to it. That everything that is God's is ours, and everything that is mine's, we share it alike. Uh, some of you need to be faith slapped right now. I didn't say pimp slap, I said faith slap. All that he made available for us. And the Bible said, How long are you going to sit there and be slack? Watch this now. He said, when your enemies have already been subdued. Now, see, that's the part I like. The part I like is this, is that when he talks about that, we're going to get into that probably Wednesday. He talks about that inheritance and stuff. The first thing he tells them is that your enemies have already been subdued. He says, so he said, why be slack? He said, you got to go get it. He said, I ain't going to get it for you. I just tell you that it's there or where it's ever. You got to get up and go get it. I heard Mary Murray say, go get it. Go get your blessing. He go do all that, and then you want the blessing to come to you. How dare you? Don't want to get up and make a confession or sow a seed or come to an extra service or do a kind thing. He said, you don't really want to have it. You just want to have church. That's all you want to have church. He said, but you're never really not even having church. If you were going to have church, you'd be dominating everything. you tell hell what to do and what not to do. You tell hell to, you don't have to tell hell to go to hell. You tell hell to stay right where you are. Right. 
let me get to this final part right here. This is part you're going to have to execute, all right? Let's get to this part right here. Now, in Hebrews chapter 1, you see in chapter 1, I think in the latter, the last verse, um, put that up for me, sister. Um, yeah, Hebrews 1, last verse. He says, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister or to enforce for them their rights who shall be heirs of salvation. So watch it. God said, I, I, I show you. I showed them blessed. This is my show. He said, I give the angels to you to enforce your inheritance, to help you, watch that, receive what I have for you. Amen. Amen. You know how when children get a little older, you give them a little puppy, a little dog, a hamster, a goldfish. God said, I ain't give you no puppy. I'm going to give you an angel. Ain't that something? He said, I ain't going to give you no rabbit to give you no goldfish. I'm going to give you angels. <laughs> ain't that something? And they are a sign, and they already know what they're supposed to do. That's why they get frustrated when we sit around and act like we don't know they're there. Luke chapter 12. I mean, it amazed me that he gave us a bodyguard and servants. Jesus said, he said, this is how Jesus told him. He said, they, they thought they was winning Jesus and defeat him. Jesus said, hold up, before I die, let me tell you something. Don't get it twisted now. He said, if I want to, if I really want to, if I had my own will, if I just want to glorify myself, he said, I can ask my father right now to send me this many angels, and they will come and tear all y'all up right now, man. He said, I want you to understand, I'm not in this thing by myself. You just can't see that they're here, but they're here right now. You got angels sitting right beside you right now. And you got to know how to use your angels. God didn't call your angels to be beside you for them to receive your arthritis for not being moved enough. Angels go to heaven and say, Lord, pray for me. My knees hurt. I ain't moved in five, 15 years. Since I've been born, I ain't moved. He said, since I've been saying, I ain't did nothing but to get them a pocket spot in Walmart. I ain't did nothing else but that. <laughs> ah, Lord, help me. So where y'all get this preacher from? I don't know where you come from. Amen. <laughs> okay, this is what we're closing, y'all. Amen. 12-8. He says, also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, that means to say the same thing that I said, him shall the Son of God, Son of Man, also say it before the angels of God. But he that denied me before men, who said, I don't know what to do. I don't this is my last nerve. I'm running out of money, shall be denied before the angels of God. Angels do not judge you. They help you. They serve you. He said every time you say something stupid out of your mouth, not stupid, stupid out of your mouth, he said, listen, you had just denied me in front of men. When you said that the doctor said you're sick, when I said that you were healed. When you were poor, but you wouldn't say that you was rich, you just said you was poor. He said, you just denied me. 
But he said, but if you confess me, see, we thought about, you know, you got to come to the altar and confess your sins and, co- and receive Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, in front of everybody. You ain't got to be in front of everybody to get saved. You can be in the bathroom and get saved by yourself. You don't have to do it before men to get saved. Like God said, you said, God won't get saved. He said, well, let me get some men together. It don't work like that. He's talking about when you need, when you are up against something, and whether you're going to speak the truth or you're going to compromise with your own tongue. He said, if you confess me before men, that you have an inheritance. You ask anything in my name, he said, I'll see to it that it's carried out. He said, watch this. He said, that'll be spoken in the presence of the angels of God. And what are the angels for? The angels are there to enforce our inheritance. Amen? He said, don't, he said, don't deny. Don't tell nobody you don't know what to do. He said, I know what to do. I know exactly what to do. I am so wise. I am excellent on the inside. Of, I have excellence on the inside of me. He said, watch. Watch what will happen. You got to know how to speak by faith. You got to make that confession. Confession is to say what he said, not what you feel like saying. Say what he said. Don't say what everybody else said. You know what so-and-so said? He said, don't say what so-and-so said. Say what I said. Stop saying what so-and-so said, not what so-and-so said what Jesus said. Matter of fact, even the Holy Ghost, one, he, he don't even speak of himself. What do you think? We could just go ahead and speak of ourselves. And even the Holy Spirit don't speak of himself. He hear from him, and he tell us what he said. I'm confessing you what he confessed, what he told me to tell you. He said, now just tell me the same thing that I told you that he told me to tell you. And he said, everything be all right. <laughs> Amen. Holy Spirit tell you something. I don't know how we're going to get out of this. But the Holy Spirit said he'd make a way out. No, he said, I was there when you got saved. And he, I'm trying to persuade you the reality that you are heir of God. And if you are heir of God, you're, you're uh, joint heirs with Christ. But I don't, I don't know how I'm going to get out. Oh, Lord, help me, help me, help me. He said, well, come on, man. I just confess to you what Jesus told me to remind you about. He's there to remind you what to say. He had to do that with Zacchaeus. Was it Zacchaeus, Zachariah? The one one is his wife. Who was Elizabeth's husband? What was her man's name? Zachariah. Zachariah believed God for something. Ain't that something? Believe for something. He's going to church, he's serving everything. And then the angel appeared to him and said, Hey, don't fear, because what I'm about to tell you is going to blow your mind. <laughs> So don't get scared. That's the wrong out of us. It takes faith to receive from God. Because God will bless you so much, he'll scare you. How can this thing be? How is this going? He said, no, we, well, no, it's going to happen. Watch it now. He said, and he started talking about how old he is. He said, but boy, you've been praying this. He said, stop right there. He said, listen to me. He said, in order to make this thing happen, I got to take your tongue and cleave it to the root of your mouth. He said, because if you started talking the way you're feeling, you're going to mess up everything. He said, let me tell you. He said, I am Gabriel. Duh. He said, I sit in the presence of God. He's trying to tell him who he is. He said, he sent me here to help you because you've been praying. And now you're going to talk like you ain't never been born again a day in your life. Let me tell you, I got a good job with God. And he sent me here for you. You ain't going to mess up my job. We're going to get this thing done. Shoot. <laughs> his tongue was clean through the roof of his mouth until the child was born. And the son. It had to come to manifestation or he would have hindered the manifestation. Thank you for tuning in to the Increase International Ministries broadcast today. We pray that the Word of God has richly blessed and transformed your life. 
To know more about us, you may visit our website at increaseinternationalministries.com or connect with us on Facebook at Increase, capital I-N-T, apostrophe L, Ministries. Or contact us by phone at 804-658-4896. Remember, wherever you go, may increase in favor flow.